0: everybody. It is Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks. Welcome to another episode. It's been a few weeks since uh, we did our last episode with Don Crash from the band Heat. Great episode, uh, great conversation. We did the Amazons. We did uh, the Cold Stairs prior to that. And we are back on the best new albums of 2020 from April to end of June. And we welcome back a repeat offender, Mr. Chris Corradetti. What's going on, Chris? How you doing? Good, good. How are you, Jay? I'm doing good, you know. I mean, now that we're out and about here in Illinois, I can't speak for where everybody else is listening to, but Illinois is uh, at phase four, um, and that means that restaurants are at 50% capacity. Uh, We can eat outside as well, and... You know businesses are reopening, which is good, and we're having good numbers. And I almost, by the way, before I begin, I almost burnt down my kitchen prior to talking to you tonight, which was just absolutely, you know, that's another reason why I was late on the call because I'm like, I was cooking a degustino because it was a degustino night. You know, it's not delivery; it's degustino. And there you go. One, some of the cheese fell off in the bottom of the oven, and proceeded to make my dog bark all the smoke fire alarms going off it was entertaining had to open up all the windows and uh pizza still tasted good it wasn't charred or anything but it was just this piece of cheese that ended up at the bottom of the oven but nevertheless we powered through we had the pizza and here i am talking to you works for me (laughs) how are you doing man how's it going how's it going out there in colorado
1: it's going i i am um I am, uh, how do I want to say this, being more of the puss in going out to places. I'll go to stores, wear my mask. Yeah. Uh, I'll go work out with a very, very small group of people, but not really down with going to the bars or the restaurants yet.
0: No, neither. I mean, I've been to two restaurants, and both times I've, I've, chose to, I've chosen to eat outside um, rather than inside. Okay. So I've um, been doing that. I, I can't understand why wearing a mask is such a angry polarizing issue i i've never thought that i would see this day where wearing something that you know the science isn't 100 percent guaranteed but more or less it's it's got to have some benefit right and i just you You're- know i i just don't understand why people get so irritated when they got to put a mask on it's like it's a minor inconvenience what's wrong with you
1: I don't know. I think you can sum it up best by saying a lot of people are stupid and irritating. That's just me. Yeah. That's just my take on it.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I mean, how long are you in the store for? You're in a grocery store for probably no longer than 25 minutes to a half hour. I mean, at least, I mean, I'm in the store 10, 15, 10 minutes. I'm out. You know, like I get my stuff. I know where to go. Boom, boom, boom. I'm gone. I mean, wearing right. a mask at a grocery store for 10, 15 minutes or 25, 30 minutes. I mean, at the, end of the day is it really that big of a deal i mean no i mean i don't know but
1: we here's shall the good s- thing you don't have to wear a mask when you listen to music
0: that's that's true that's true <laughs> and that's what we're gonna get into we did a best of 2020 for the first three months of the year earlier this year back in what was that the early part of april We we did that episode, and now we have April, May, June. Now, what I want to say before we talk is, there's a lot of albums that have been pushed back and postponed as a result of what's been happening, and you know whether it's the Dead Daisies, um, whether it's the Tuck Smith album that I've been waiting on. You know, there's there's several albums that are ready to go, but I don't know what's going to happen because as as I've noticed over the last couple of weeks a lot of shows a lot of tours have been canceled to 2021 namely rat and the cinderella tour uh the motley crew tour all the you know those bands so i don't know if touring is going to be or people are going to be able to do that you know or bands are going to be able to tour even if it's the end of the year so are they going to sit on this stuff till 2021 are the dead daisies going to do that i haven't heard anything what they're going to do um, I know originally I thought they were going to release the album over the summer because when I talked to Doug right. Aldrich, you know, he said May, um, and obviously that didn't happen. So that's a big question mark. you know. I mean, a lot of albums that you and I were anticipating being released over these last three months didn't happen. So, you know, there's two, you know, there's two schools of thought. There's release the music so people have time to digest it because people aren't doing much. Or wait until people kind of get back in the groove and are ready to go see some live shows and capitalize on that. So depending on, you know, where your thinking is, I know some some artists have released some singles, and that's cool, but right. yeah, some of the albums that I was anticipating coming out just uh, have not been released yet.
1: Yeah, especially with a lot of the bands who are saying, well, we're going to release it in spring, and then it was, well, summer, and then there's been no communication. So, yeah, it's, it's a little odd. I, I, I would prefer that they release it so we can digest it and get it ready. But, you know, who am I?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, who knows what the future is going to be. I know there's some bands trying to play some clubs. I know, you know, those are in states where they haven't really had a tight lockdown or a tight quarantine. You know, I, I I don't know. I'm still nervous about going out, even if it's 25%, 50% capacity. I don't know if
1: I'm ready yet
0: mentally to absorb a show. I don't know. Right. So. Well, and
1: then you, you, the, the flip side is true, too. or The, the flip side is, like, you got people out there like Christian Shield, who drops this great album early in the year. He's ready to go, and then the world shuts down, and he just he's yeah. kind of, like, just sitting there holding the bag, like, well, what the hell just happened?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? He may have to do, like, a Guns N' Roses Welcome to the Jungle type thing. If you remember, when that song dropped, it didn't do anything for months. It didn't move the needle at all. And then they re-released it, and then they blew up. And that's something that maybe a lot of these new artists who were hoping to get some traction and get some momentum – a lot of bands that had momentum kind of lost it because of what's happened. It wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me if there is a, you know, a, a need to re-release the stuff and try to try to get some momentum going or, and, and try to get in front of people like they were anticipating originally. Right. Well, without further ado, let's do our top five for the last three months. We're at the midway point of 2020, and that in itself is hard to believe because, I, I mean, it feels like this year's been like 20 years, and, you know, it doesn't even seem like there's any seasons. It just seems like days that run together, and who knows what date is half right. the time. And, but we are at the midpoint, believe it or not. In just a couple months, or just, what, a little over five months, it'll be, the, it'll be Christmas. We'll be celebrating. We'll be the...
1: getting ready for the next hockey season. Yes, <laughs> yes. If that ever
0: starts too, who knows what's going to happen <laughs> there? So, all right, man. So if you want to go first on your top five, let's do it.
1: Okay. This um, <laughs> is really hard. This, this was much harder than than the first quarter. Uh, I agree. I, I agree a lot with you. More. I agree with you. Um, and and and. This this fifth one was hard, but I'm gonna. I, I, there's it, a band that I found for Mike at KRA is Adam and the Metal Hawks. Okay, their self-titled debut. Um, it's, it's kind of riffy and melodic and and a lot of fun to listen to. Um, I don't. I enjoy listening to it. I I don't necessarily relate lyrically to some of the because these guys are so young. You know, I. I I have the CD in my car right now. And, uh, you know, every time I hear the guitar player, I think, God, this gets really good. And then I actually look at the, the case and I see how young he is, and it makes me feel really old. Um, but it, it, it's a great album. Um, I think my favorite song is, is uh, I think it's the 10th one on the album called Something Else. But they're a young band out of uh, Long Island. their debut album, uh, Adam and the Metalhawks. A lot of fun to listen to.
0: Yeah, I I um, need to check them out. I've never uh, heard that band, so um, definitely on my list now. You always, do I, I think recommend the uh, good stuff. the kid,
1: yeah, the kid, um, the Adam, the lead singer. I, I was reading some stuff a couple months ago. I, I think he made a decent headway in like American Idol or something of that nature, and then he got hooked up with the band that way. But uh, there were a, a, a ton of albums. That I could have picked, but this one was in the car this morning, and I really like it, so it got the, the nod for number five. Awesome, my number. All right, five, what about you?
0: Yeah, my number five is Joe Satriani's Shape Shifting. Um, awesome. This this was an album that was released in April. I had Joe on the show to talk about the album, and it was really a different way he recorded this than you know the previous ones. This was a lot more you know, how they were feeling and improvising and kind of, you know, planning out the song while they were recording it or before they were recording it. So it was really interesting to hear that perspective on how he uh, how, how he recorded It's a very upbeat album. It uh, makes you feel good. It's, you know, it's typical Joe Satriani. It's, you know, mesmerizing and hypnotic and just...
1: Good. It's the same but different.
0: It's, it's great. You know what? That's that's really a good way to, to describe it. It is the same, but it is different. It's 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 Joe, but Joe, you know, if, if if you are a fan of Satriani like I am and have been listening to him since surfing with the alien, you understand what I'm talking about. That yeah, it does sound like Joe, but it's a little different the way he did it. So I was really yeah. Into the album, great interview. If you have a chance to check it out, uh, it was probably released, I think, back in May or April, and uh, just a great conversation between Joe and I. And check it out if you haven't.
1: Yeah, that, his song "Perfect Dust" is my favorite off that album. Oh yeah. He yeah. Uh, in your in your podcast, he, he mentioned something really interesting that I, I use for at work and I, I think about a lot during phone calls. He had that. You, you guys had that conversation about memory and how, you know, he he has thoughts. You know, you were asking him was the first time, "What got you into this? What got you into that?" And he'd say, "Well, you know, my mind. I think it was I was this years old, but as he thinks and relates it, it goes back. And basically, he's saying that your your memory is only as good as the last time you were thinking about something." And that relates to my work a lot, so I think about that interview quite often.
0: Yeah, that was a really interesting, you know, turn in the conversation. You know, Joe um, is a pretty intellectual guy and likes to learn yeah. new stuff. You could always tell that he's, you know, he loves to he loves knowledge. He loves attaining knowledge. And you know, we talked started talking about the memory bank and. How the how the brain files memories and moments in your life, and and uh, just a really interesting conversation. Um, did not expect to talk about that stuff, but it was it was great nonetheless. And I'm glad we did.
1: Yeah, no, he's a he, he's a pretty interesting guy, and it certainly came through.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What's your number four?
1: Um, <laughs> so my number four album is your perfect happy hour soundtrack. You know, uh, it's hard bones. No frills. You know, it's kicks meets ACDC. It's, uh, I, I don't want to put too many words into this because it, it's exactly what it sounds like. It, it's just something you put on when you want to sit around and have beers with your friends and listen to good music. It, it's it, there, There's no overthought into in it. It's exactly uh, what it sounds like. It's awesome. I, I, my favorite song is actually kind of apropos to what's going on now, if you listen to it, it's a song called Back in the Day, and it's talking about um, what it was like for these guys back when they were younger in listening to music and chasing girls and going to shows and drinking, but it's really apropos to July 2020 when all you really want to be doing is going to shows and having drinks with friends, and you can't do it. <laughs> yeah. So um, It's funny, I, I, I wanted to to buy the CD. I, I am a, a CD person. I, I enjoy the physical copy of the music. And I really wanted to get this physical copy, so I went to the Heartbone website, and I went to go buy it in between, you know, the, the international shipping and this value-added tax that the German government has. It was going to cost me over 50 bucks. Really? You should so try to find I went to that. Google Music and got it. Well, <laughs> I mean, I,
0: you know, I would try Discogs. You know, someone might be selling it on Discogs.
1: Yeah, I always forget about that. I, I, I gotta start doing that. Uh,
0: I'm I'm happy but, yes. when I forget about Discogs because if I don't, I'll <laughs> I'll have to file for bankruptcy. You know, because I, I, I can go down a rabbit hole on discogs and be gone forever.
1: Yeah, we're I'm gonna have to send you an email and get some recommendations on some some, some live albums and concerts and bootlegs. But that's a different episode altogether. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> All right. So, what's your, what's your uh, number four?
0: My number four is The Rocket Dolls, The Art of Disconnect. Great album. Yeah. Great albums um, You know, so much growth from the previous record, and so much, you know, it's got such a great vibe to it and so much great energy. Um, just really enjoyed listening to it. And, you know, it's one of those CDs that I listen to probably at least once or twice a week.
1: It's um, I got that like a week early uh, cause I pre-ordered it. It was, th- there's two albums I think years from now when we look back at, oh yeah, the, the winter of 2020 and COVID, uh, I will think of the Rocket Dolls and, and writers create cause they both came in at the same time. And I will always remember sitting on my bike, free to my ass off in the garage. And I just listened to these two albums back to back to back. it. it a great album it's a great pick I love that the, the song The Grip" and Grin and Barrett it's good yeah, stuff yeah
0: yeah you know and if you have a chance to follow Nikki Smash on Facebook he's got a pretty entertaining uh, page and I think you'll enjoy it I mean he puts his heart and soul out there for you uh, great frontman, great voice great dude um, so I highly recommend if you're on Facebook to go like his page or friend him or whatever he has it set up with because uh he has some really good stuff on there. Will do. And, cool. he's, and he's Annie's a he's a big rec fan too, which anyone who's a big rec fan always becomes a friend of mine. You know? <laughs> so um so that's uh that's that's awesome as well. So what's your number three? Oh,
1: it's an interesting, interesting album. Uh it's Spirit Rising from Philip Saith. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, It's your kind of ripping blues rock guitar album. Uh, There's a couple covers on there that are really good. Actually, two of my favorite songs on the album are covers. One was a Jeff Healy cover, and another one's a Magic Sam cover. Um, My favorite one, the Magic Sam one, is called Give Me Time. It's a real vocal, soulful Song over uh, a little bit of a blues guitar. Um, but then I think a song that could really, really be popular with people is a song called Black Roller Coming. Um, it's great. This was an album or a CD where I reached out to him on his website, and one of his, um, uh, the folks who worked for him, got back to me and said that um, the album is not available for purchase either physically or digitally at this time. They were hoping to have a CD and a download available um, during maybe touring starting next year. And it just kind of took me by surprise. When was the last time that an artist, you know, put an album out and it didn't make it for sale?
0: <laughs> That's crazy. That's, you know, I don't know why that happened. There's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes, but, you know right. when when you are uh, an artist that's up and coming and or an artist that not a lot of people know about you and you're releasing new material you got to be ready to go you got to have that stuff locked down and, and ready for people because when they hear it and they like it they want to go get it and you're losing an opportunity cuz you know people will forget unfortunately because people's attention spans is so short these days that you know and we've talked about this many times on the on the podcast that you know what's popular today or what you like on a friday is gone by monday so um right. yeah you know i hope he didn't lose too many opportunities with that i'm you know i need to check that album out i think you did send me a direct message about listening to that so i need to do that
1: that's a it, it, it it's a really good um upbeat bluesy guitar album i mean it it, it it's it's a lot of fun. You put it on the background, uh, you know, you'll you'll get into it. I think you'll really like it. Um, uh, the, there's a Jeff Healy cover called "One Foot on the Gravel." Um, that when I listen to it, it it reminds me of like like the feel and energy to like a, a an early '70s Stevie Wonder song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a kind of relatable track that I think most people would like called "Burning Out." It's um, little yeah. good stuff. You would like it.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that out. You always do, and I, and I said this earlier, probably about ten minutes ago. But you, you have some kick-ass recommendations, and you know, I always appreciate when you send me stuff. And sometimes I forget, you know, that you sent me it. I'm like, oh yeah, these guys are great. I just, you know, I started listening to these guys, and I'm like, you're like, yeah, I sent you that. And I'm like, oh shit, dude. And I'm like, I'm sorry, <laughs> you know. But uh, but no, man, you do an awesome job, and you know, for those of you who don't know. We are going to be changing the format here in coming in August. Chris is going to be a part of that, and I look forward to him sharing his knowledge on new music and his excitement for new music. So be ready for when that starts. I'll be obviously announcing more information as we get closer to the launch date, but things are changing here at the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast, and it's going to be a pleasure having Chris a part of it. You know, stroking my ego is, is is always a welcome thing, Jake. Nice job. Hey, man. If, you know, <laughs> uh, that's why all the teachers liked me in school. You know, because always complimented them. That's but why no. they didn't
1: like me? <laughs> no,
0: but seriously, I mean, it, it, the reason why I wanted you for the new look, the Hook Rocks, is because you do have a, a, a wide knowledge of new music, and you are passionate about it, and you know there's there are some people out there that just you know like new music but you once you get into a new band i mean you you are a definite you know fan that that fanboy <laughs> i wouldn't say fanboy but i you know you go you go to the mat forum and you you promote them and and you tell people about them and that's what people should do, you know, is when you hear something you like, tell more people about it, you know, there's there's people that throw up new music, and, you know, you don't even hear about the band anymore, and, you know, when you like something, you know, you keep on it, you know, you keep posting stuff about the bands that you like, and the new bands that you're listening to, you know, it's not just a, a you know, a one-shot deal, so I do appreciate that, and that's, uh, you know, that's why I thought of you when we were when we were planning out the new, the new, uh, the new look for the Hook Rocks,
1: cool, very cool. All right, well enough blowing sunshine at my ass. Who's your number three?
0: My number three is One Thousand Mods, Youth of Descent. This is a band that I freaking love, you know. And they're from Greece, and they've got like a Sabbath uh, punkish type of vibe to them. Uh, this album is very conceptual in where it's got a common theme throughout um, about the youth and knowledge and where the world's going today not just here in America but everywhere um, you know they've got a great story of how they started they've they've every album that they've released has always been different a thousand mods youth of descent is an album that has more of the shorter style songs 3 4 minutes 5 minutes some of their songs on their other albums you know were were long and they were jams so they're evolving as a band as well but just a great album a great vibe to the band another another act that was going to tour the US here in 2020 or 2021 I hope they still are able to get to do some shows, you know, because that's one of the big concerns out there. Is Some of these bands, like your 1000 Mods, and some of these smaller acts that are out there that rely on those small clubs to play in front of an audience, the possibility is strong that a lot of these clubs are not going to make it and they're not going to have an avenue to play for you. That's a big concern, a big, big concern. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, they're one of the bands that, you know, comes over. They do like a month six-week tour of the States. They play all over. You know, they they make some money. I don't know how much they're making, but it's all about them playing for, you know, in the States and doing that. So um, a band you should support. Again, if you're a Sabbath fan, check them out. They really got a great vibe. 1,000 Mods, Youth of Descent is my number three.
1: The, the back half of that album, um, especially Young, like a long jam Or, I think it's the longest one on on the album. The back half of this album reminds me, it's got like a crowbot feel to it. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's, it's a good album. Yeah. I love it. It was
0: one that I was definitely anticipating in 2020, and I couldn't wait till it came out. And when it did, it did not disappoint.
1: Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. I like uh, Less is More and Pearl. Pearl is a a great song.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pearl is a fantastic song. So yep. A band you should be listening to Definitely if, you're, if you are listening to the podcast What's up, what's number two What's your deuce
1: I have a feeling I, I know you know this album I'm curious to see if it makes your list it, it, It's an album that's full of Guitar tone and hooks And I don't know how the hell if they're not popular or, or hitting mainstream But it's Sunshine from the Black Moves It's, it's just a completely remarkable album. Um but Sunshine's a great song, but also Throwing Shade and um uh two of the songs that I, I really like, like Belladonna and, and What You Got, I, I was reading that they released them back in two thousand eighteen when they left their old label and then re released them on this new album. Um it's it's a great album. Um it, I always remember when I was reading up on this like a month or two ago, right after it came out. And I wish, I wish I knew what magazine or I wish I knew what writer, somebody on Twitter, wrote this. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but they said the vibe uh, of the album is a mix of. And I hope I get this right. It's like Gin Blossoms, The Doors, and Foo Fighters, and it really it, it stuck with me because. It, it's really accurate and it, it, it just this album screams like mainstream hit. If there was rock radio, you know, but, uh, digress. <laughs> I digress.
0: I just recently discovered them. The album did not make my top five because I really didn't have a, a long time to digest it, but it is something that I do like and I definitely want to keep revisiting it. And because there's there's actually an album that didn't make my list for the first part of the year, that made yours. And then I got to listen to it more and more. And we're going to talk about that album too, as well. But I feel the same type of deal with this record. I just didn't have enough time to really listen to it. But what I did hear, I did like.
1: This it It's funny. As I was waiting to do this podcast, I went in and made a Spotify playlist of a couple songs off each of the albums that, that uh, on my list. So I'll, I'll send that out. We Listen to a couple of these. And they, they're kind of maybe a touch, a step down from big rack, you know, not as it's it's guitar driven and hooky, just not just a little different, but it's, but it's still, it's, it's that kind of fun, addictive uh, sound. And I feel like this is a little more mainstream, like, Like, if this album came out in 94, these guys would be huge, you know. Not to say that it's grunge. It's just that at that time when radio was still accepting of it, you know.
0: Sure, sure. My number two... What do you have? Yeah. Yeah. My number two is an album that I was looking forward to for a while. Um, This album was recorded a couple of years ago, and I think he was just kind of fine-tuning it over the last... 24 months 18 to 24 months and that is butch walker's american love story is my number two um it is a political album and you know for those people who don't like politics and their music you pr- you're probably not going to like it for those that are open to listening to fresh ideas or different perspectives you will because it's not a one-sided type of political point of view. It actually, right, it, right. it actually includes both sides. So that's what I really appreciated about the album. He's a fantastic songwriter. He's a guy that I have followed for many years. I've seen him in concert many times. He never disappoints. I will say when I first heard this album, it was the video feed of the movie he did a movie because it's a conceptual album it's a rock opera and it's a love story about hate is how he calls it and the theme is are we having a conversation so when I saw the movie of it I didn't connect with it right away as I mentioned in the album review that I did with another Chris Chris Ricardo who who got me into Butch Walker and um it didn't connect with me Like I watched the video Or watched the movie And I was just kind of like It's not hitting me It's it's not And then The following day I listened to it Without the movie And The connection was there And then I got it in my car listened to it in my car The connection was there I mean The song Gridlock Which is the first single Off the album Is one of his best awesome. songs Yeah I mean It's so well done So well written um just a a a great tune um but be prepared you know be prepared to listen to something that maybe you're not used to don't be one of those people that says oh stay in your lane cuz i believe that anyone on this planet has the right to an opinion and a right to express that opinion and if you don't want to hear it you don't have to listen to it but you shouldn't tell someone to keep their mouth shut basically um, I think that's wrong, but it's a great record, and and, and uh, I really enjoyed listening to it.
1: Uh, this was this was one of the ones that almost made my list, but I felt confident that I could leave it off because I felt like you were going to put it on there, so we would still get to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a really catchy, catchy album, and he he's a great writer, like you were saying, and he's funny. I mean, I mean, he takes serious topics and, and, and stuff, but he'll throw some, some one-liners in there that just literally make me laugh and put a smile on my face. And it's, you know, it's kind of, it's got like a rock element and a pop element and there's, it gets serious and it gets funny. And then all of a sudden there's like this guitar solo on that song out in the open. That, that That's great. But, you know, I think my favorite song is, I mean, I like gridlock and fly over state's fun. makes me laugh. But that. uh, uh, what's, uh, uh, Fuck It I, I Don't Like Love Or I yeah, Don't Love Love yeah, or, yeah. It's a great song there, I, Listen to that song three times And it'll be stuck in your head for a week It's This is a catchy album
0: Out in the Open has, The guitar solo on that Has a yeah. very Gary Moore type vibe to it
1: Oh I didn't think of that Yeah I can see that Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, like when I heard it, I'm like, wow. Because like that. that's a totally different style than how he normally plays. It is very different. And what you'll notice about this album is that he incorporates a lot of the influences throughout the decades, a lot of his influences. So you hear a lot of different stuff like, hmm, that sounds familiar. Or, yeah, that sounds different, you know, and uh, or that sounds like I've heard that before. And he does that on a lot of his records, too. He, that, that's one of the 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 trademarks of Butch Walker is that he you know can play something that's familiar but different at the same time and has the butchness that he kind of spreads across the song. And it's very interesting how he records. But um, yeah, I, I was looking forward forward to the album. The rumor is is he's got another album too ready to go. I, I think I heard that him him say that. I might be wrong, but if he has more material it's always a good day When Butch releases new music
1: Yeah no, This is my My introduction to This is my first Butch Walker CD So Or album And I've got your list Of, of stuff to listen to Going back through his catalog So uh, this is a good start this is a great album Good choice
0: You mean you haven't You haven't listened to that stuff yet?
1: I have not got to it yet With the 87,000 other things
0: <laughs> <laughs> No worries man No worries When you do listen You're going to enjoy it And as I told Chris, if you're looking to get into Butch Walker, um, he was in the band South Gang, which was, you know, an 80s hard rock band. Or they were kind of like in the 90s, early part of the 90s, towards the tail end of that movement. He did some stuff in between. He did the Floyds, Floyd's Funk Revival, which were some bands that he was trying to figure some some things out with. And then he did Marvelous 3, which is some of the best music that i've ever heard you know that the, there's three albums but ready sex go and the hey album are two great albums that you need to have in your collection uh it's very power pop type style um, and then his solo albums you know started out with Left leftist self-centered went on to letters i recommend because they connected with me if you do sycamore meadows uh, I, I I liked you better when you had no heart and the spade. Those three really connected with me, um, kind of like what I was going through in life at the time. Uh, Afraid of ghosts is a very personal record that he did, you know. Um, and
1: that was the one about his dad passing, right?
0: Yes, yeah. And when
1: his dad was sick,
0: or yeah, after yeah, I, I think some of the stuff was written when he was sick, but it was recorded after he had passed. And um, following Butch on social media, you do realize that he had a very close relationship with his father. Uh, His father took him to his first KISS concert, his first rock concert, which was KISS back in, I think, 76 or 77. So, um, you know, and then, of course, Stay Gold, which is another great record, which I really like, and now this one. So he has really, um, you know, defined himself as a great singer, songwriter, great performer. If you want to see someone in concert that will blow you away, that has just an absolute joy of playing live music – it's butch, and he'll play $25, twenty five bucks, twenty bucks per ticket. You can go to a small club and see him. He's got great musicians backing him up. I can't say enough about him. He's one of my favorite artists of all time, and he will not disappoint if you ever go see him live. I mean it's just it's a great experience
1: So number one, huh?
0: Well, we're gonna pause because we're gonna go over some other things now, so. <laughs> we've got we've got singles that have been released. We've got EPs. We've got albums that didn't make our list in the first part of the year. We got albums that. And I think that's probably where we should go. Let's let's go with albums that didn't make our list. What do you got?
1: Oh, from from the first part of the year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got. Okay, I've got two. Uh, one is, is is a fairly obvious one. It, just, it literally came out like a week before I think we did the podcast. And that's Pearl Jam's album. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's, I don't need to waste much time talking about it. it it's phenomenal. And it, if you don't like Pearl Jam, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, the second one is one that, oddly enough, when you and I got done doing the podcast, you texted me and I, I listened to it, immediately bought it, and haven't stopped listening to it. Um, and that, Sadler Vadens, anyone, anybody out there?
0: Yeah, it's a great record.
1: A phenomenal recommendation. Phenomenal! I can't stop listening to this album. I mean, the title track, I think, is the best song. But you know, three, four, five, six, seven, those tracks um, all the way through: Curtain Call, Modern Times, Peace and Harmony. Uh, it's a great album. it's, it's not hard rock. Certainly not hard rock But I mean it's, it's rock and it's good
0: It's like a Pete Yorn type of album Yeah You know Yeah
1: Yeah and he Who He's with uh, 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 what, the, what the hell um, Jason Isbell And like the yeah. 400 unit Right He's Right The guitar player for them Right Yeah Yeah It's a, it's a phenomenal It's a phenomenal album And uh, A great recommendation On your behalf Well done
0: Yeah I need to have him On the show I gotta, I gotta reach yeah, out to him. I gotta great. have it because, because some of the songs really connected with me, and I kind of want to get in his head as to what his approach was and what he was thinking about when he was writing that stuff.
1: That's it's good. That was my introduction to him. I've gone back and listened to his previous album, equally as good. Uh, so it, it was great, great. What do you have some that we missed on?
0: I, I have one album that I honestly, you know, did not really process it and didn't really give it much of a listen and then I heard it for the first time when I was preparing for an interview with one of the members of the band and that's Gorilla Riot's Peach holy nuts that's an awesome album that is an incredible <laughs> album and what's really really cool about this is I love the blues like I love the blues and how they incorporate the blues into into their sound is very unique I don't know any other band that's playing that type of style right now. They have a very unique sound and it works. It's just, I mean, great songs. I mean, there's videos of them playing live, you know, it's another one of those bands from the UK that needs to get over here to America.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, one of the great things, I mean, there's literally, uh, we were texting about this with uh, texting. We were tweeting about this with, with Rob, um, um, uh, what the hell tag? Uh, Robin Recidimate. Robin the Hood Robin the Hood uh, there's not a bad album on here, legitimately not a bad um, song on this album and which is why I had it as my number one album for the first quarter, and it very likely will be near the very top at the end of the year too it, It's a great album. A great album i'm happy I'm happy you enjoy it.
0: Yeah, no, it was. It's 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 something that's been in my playlist ever since, and it's an album that I have not gotten tired of. Not not one song. It's just
1: a great, great record. It's really hard to describe their sounds too. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of bluesy. It's kind of grungy, but it's neither blues nor grunge. It's rock and it's hard rock. It's I, I, I honestly don't know how to describe it accurately. I'm clearly not that intelligent enough to do so, but it's... It, certainly worthy of, of a purchase.
0: Yeah. Um, what about albums that didn't make your list
1: for, for, oh, for these three I, months? I, I have a list of a couple. I, I legitimately liked every one of these. Uh, I, I'm a nerd. Uh, I keep track of everything on the Excel spreadsheet and everything I'm about to give you is two or three stars. Um, even though I haven't listened to it, I think maybe three or four times. The Larkin Poe album, awesome. Uh, Butch Walker, Rocket Dolls, Rider The Creed, Satriani, um, These Wicked Rivers of the UK, uh, Electric Mob. You talked about uh, Mob, Mob, You talked about and then um, the EP uh Smith's acoustic covers. It, uh, it's fantastic. If you haven't heard it, you should give it. It's it's Four or five um, uh, covers, uh, an, an excess song, one of the Who, a Bowie song, and a Kiss song. Real good stuff.
0: Yeah, the albums that didn't make my list, you know, the, the ones that we have in common, obviously the Larkin Poe album is really, really good. And I think if I had l- a longer time with it, I, it probably exactly. it, it could have made my top five.
1: Uh, Electric Mob in that Pearl Jam slot. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, Electric Mob, yeah. you know, another great record too as well. Um Devil Skin Red, which came out in April. Um I'm not mm-hmm. really a big I'm not really into like metal metal and but this album just really connects with me. It's got a lot of different stuff. The musicianship on the album is incredible. I love listening to it. You know, it's something that I like to listen to you know, in the morning when I'm kind of waking up and kind of gets me going. Um, But that is definitely one that I like, too, as well. Tuck Smith, the acoustic covers, I did like it. It's a total jam. But the EP of mine by Tuck Smith is the What Kind of Love EP, which was a limited run that he did back in April or May, and he autographed it and everything. So I was able to obtain one of those, which I was really excited about. So that was a great EP and that's that's a guy whose album should have been out already. I think that was also going to be out in May just like the Dead Daisies we mentioned and I think he's postponed it. a lot of it had to do with what was going on with the stadium tour with Motley Crue and Def Leppard cuz he was the opening slot. But that's a guy that I'm rooting for. That you know he is got, he is the goods, man. I mean, he's a great songwriter. He's got a great voice. Um Again, he's been on the New Music Spotlight. Check out his interview as well that I did back in January, I want to say. But I love Tuck Smith. Another band that released just here at the end of June, released a two-song EP, which was The Love Honeys. Two songs are Rock Bottom and Victory, a band out of New York that I'm really into. Tommy's a really good guy. He's the guitar player. Um, So those are some EPs and some albums that didn't make my list. Something that I added, um, and I don't know if maybe you weren't prepared for this because I didn't really tell you, but singles, bands that have released singles that haven't released albums that are, are of note. And, no. you know, um, one of the bands that I love, one of the newer bands released a single back in June called Odyssey. It's by Joyous Wolf. Um, yeah. Incredible song. It's a, it's a little bit different than what was on the EP. And I like that, and that's something that Nick Reese did talk about uh, when I talked to him. Was you know the the push to keep evolving and changing as they make music, which I think is really impressive for a new band to put themselves out there and not just stick with what people are like they you know are liking at the moment, but they want to keep going and want to keep evolving, which is you know by, with musicians. I think that's really awesome. Another song yeah. um, that really resonated with me that is completely different than anything they've ever done. I I mean, this song knocked my dick in the dirt. It was freaking incredible, and that is Let You Down by L.A. Guns, which... Yes. Holy shit, that song is, is the goods right there. I mean, if that is what's forthcoming for their new album... Again, this is the real L.A. Guns. This is not the imitator um, that has... Someone that used to play drums for him. This is the real L.A. Guns. This is with Phil Lewis and Tracy Guns, along with Ace Von Johnson. And I'm not sure who's the bass player going to be or the drummer. I know Scott Coogan was touring with him. I know he didn't play on this song due to some logistics issue. But I don't know if those those two positions are going to change. But I know just an incredible tune. Um... Some other stuff that I've been listening to, some singles, the Cold Stairs. Don't waste that, time that's with. That's
1: where I was going to go. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, why don't you talk about them? Because I know you, uh, you really enjoy them.
1: Well, I, you know, the, the interesting thing when I listened to your podcast and he said, "Hey, you know, here's how we're going to break it down. We're not going to, we're not going to do the uh, EP in June, and we're not going to release the album, you know, in the fall." I was like, "Oh shit!" But you know, okay, we're going to release a new single. Every other week, you know, for a year, great. But when he said, you know, it's, it, you know, he kind of framed it as these are going to be a little different. This is not going to be like the hard rock side, and it's not going to be the tree side. I, I really wasn't sure what to expect. And you know, the the, the songs they released so far are fantastic. the the the, the one that they released uh, was like two weeks ago, the Wicked and the Cursed.
0: Yeah. It,
1: Excellent song. Yes, it is. Uh, and what, what was the other one? Forgot. Uh,
0: uh, don't waste time with goodbyes.
1: Yes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That was, that was a great song. So that's, uh, you know, if they continue that way, I, I'm, I'm really excited. I want to buy an album from them, but, you know, this will do a new song every other week for years. That's it's, it's, a it's uh, good trade off.
0: Yeah, I'm not complaining. But yeah, I, I do like the no. physical copy. But uh you know, Chris is always an engaging dude you know with the, with the conversations that we've had, and that's a band that had a lot of momentum going in two thousand and twenty and you know listen to their story on the first podcast episode I did with them, and then on the second that was just released a few weeks back um just a good dude and a guy that you're rooting for to uh to make it so um,
1: I, I appreciate you, you you, sticking him in the ribs a little if about trying to get on Twitter. This, yeah, he needs to get didn't on didn't work, but I appreciate the effort.
0: <laughs> Come on, Chris. <laughs> Do it. Everybody's doing it. The last couple singles that I want to mention is Another Day Dawn's uh, band out of Pennsylvania. Forget Me Not is their latest single, which is really good. That was released the last week of June. And an old veteran who has had some troubled times over the last decade or so. Uh, released an album in 2019 called All My Favorite Things. He released a new single called Beautiful Things, and that is Donnie V from Enough's Enough, who, as I said, has gone through some tough times, but the music on his last album that he released last year and this new single, very Beatles-esque, Very if you if you kind of mash the Beatles and Bowie together, um, you have this new album by Donnie V, and I'm hoping to have him on the show here. Soon, I know him and I have been communicating, and uh, hopefully, we'll have him on. I mean, it's a you know being a local boy to Chicago. Enough's enough is from Chicago, so you know, obviously, you know, we want to see Donnie do well. We want to see Enough's Enough do well. But um, if you haven't checked out "Beautiful Things," it's a great, great song.
1: I have not, so I, I will certainly do so.
0: All right, let's recap our top five two through five. Why don't you go ahead?
1: Uh, so I've got at five uh, the self-titled uh, album from Adam and the Metal Hawks. Number four is uh, Heartbones, No Frills. Number three is Spirit Rising from Philip Sace. Number two, I have Sunshine from The Black Moons.
0: Interesting, because you and I had a lot of common... Albums in our first list When we did this in April When we were were reviewing January to March I don't know if we're going to have anyone The same in this one Because my top five Starts out with Joe Satriani Shapeshifting The Rocket Dolls The Art of Disconnect At number four 1000 Mods Youth of Descent And at number two Butch Walker American Love Story So here we are with number one What do you got?
1: I have Number one, a great bluesy rock and roll album full of hooks and grooves. And it's Kiss the Sky from Bad Touch. Um, it's a lyrically, it, it, it's got some introspective songs, but at the same time, it's really just a great, great rock and roll album. Not hard rock, not pop, just a great rock and roll album um they kind of uh i I can't even recall them on their last album shake a leg great um they've kind of got this like uh black crow's bad company free vibe um the first i I would tell you if you haven't heard the the album just get the first five songs a listen uh a money back guarantee It'll give you all the money you paid to listen to this. If you don't like this album.
0: Well, this is a band that um, you just recommended to me like last week or 2 weeks ago, right?
1: Yeah, when Rob got uh Robin Hood bought Shake 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 a leg, which was their I think 2017 or 2018 album. And it's it and and that's a great album too, but this is wow. It's it's kind of one of those um kind of blow you away good stuff. Uh there's a, a cover. I, I didn't realize it was a cover, but uh, it's called, I got the music in me. It's from that's the early seventies. Uh, an artist did it in the early seventies. But when I hear it, and I can say this to you, cause I know you'll get what I'm going at here. It, it's a real fun crowd stopping kind of bluesy song. That would be a perfect opening act for Cap Calais and then the blues brothers at the palace hotel ballroom, right? You can sit there, you have an orange whip and you just kind of get amped up, you know, Mm. listen to this and and you're ready to roll, you know, (laughs)
0: Drinking an orange whip.
1: Yep. 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 It's a nice reference, man. Yeah. uh, Again, like come a little closer and I get high and let's go and strut. Those are just, just great, great songs. And then they've got a real, um, kind of like emotional one where, uh, it, it certainly sounds like uh, the lead singer wrote it about his father. I, I think the, left, the lead singer is like Steve Westwood or Stevie Westwood. It's one of those. Have you seen the Blacktop Mojo in concert? I have not. Oh, have I seen them
0: in concert? Okay. Yes, I have. But I have. Like, yeah. are, are you talking okay. about like a YouTube concert?
1: Either way, but you know, like in, in their shows, a lot of times they kind of, there, there's one, the, the band gets a break and Matt James yeah, and, and yeah. Mattis will kind of do an acoustic little song. This sounds like when I hear this song, I think of Blacktop Mojo kind of breaking it down and doing an acoustic set. It's, it's a great song. It's a great album. Um, if you've not heard it, I, I highly recommend you, you listen to it even, even before the Black moods. Okay. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, no. You What's sent me one?
0: like like you sent me that, and the first song I listened to, which was like a video, um, I really liked, and I haven't been able to devote enough time to listening to it. So this may make my albums that should have made my top five when we do this in October. So my number one is an album that it, it still blows me away. Um, when I heard their first album, I loved it. And I thought that it was this was a great band, and this was some a band that really has a lot of uh, a huge future ahead of them. And then their second album came out, and that's Riders Creed, Lost Souls. It yeah, is great album. for me, like man, like whatever they stirred in the pot in the studio when recording this, it is the magic they've got. They've got the magic with this album. It is a fantastic record, fantastic songwriting fantastic arrangements um this is it, it, it i recommend this album if you are one of those people that thinks that new rock sucks all these songs all these albums outside of butch are really all new artists you know butch and satriani yeah. but um Riders creed pff, just was that album's phenomenal that album's phenomenal i mean they're all phenomenal don't get me wrong but Right now, my number one. And if I had to, you know, if I was picking a top five so far six months, and this would be in my top five too.
1: I loved this album. I, I wrote down in my little nerdy Excel spreadsheet there were there were six songs that I wrote down. I love these six songs. You know, memories and chasing dreams and cut me down. Lost soul believer, feel the free, uh, feel the fear. Um, so uh, it's a great album. I, I'm curious. I, I also wrote this note down and. Since you've obviously listened to it enough and, and you like it, let me ask you this: I wrote down that it kind of feels, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, because again, I, I really like the album, but it kind of feels like a tad proggy. Am I crazy? I I don't
0: I don't think you're crazy. I I did hear that, okay. you know. Um, okay. You know, maybe not. When people think of proggy, they're going to think of like. You know, yes, and they're going to think of Floyd, and they're going to think of Rush, and
1: right. I don't know, no, if definitely goes, not that way. Yeah, yeah,
0: but it's definitely progressive, and it's definitely it really it really goes for it, right? Like, yeah, they're not putting any boundaries on what they're what they're trying to do, which is very similar to like what Joyous Wolf does, which I love. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you know, when Nick yep. Reese told me, he's like, you know, we are constantly evolving. That is our our our, our one of our goals is to always evolve and always embrace change and always go for something and that takes a lot of balls for a new band and Riders Creed does that too where they're like hey you know what let's keep it going let's keep pushing ourselves and you can totally tell that they did that and it works on every song and you're right it's got elements of a gosh who would I I'm trying to, you know, I don't want I don't want to scare people off with the proggy label because it's not right. Right, that's not, why I was yeah. kind of hesitant
1: of bringing yeah. it up. Yeah,
0: but but it's it's kind of like, um, like if you if if this may make sense to some people, it may may not. So the winery dogs, right, are Richie Conson, Billy yep. Sheen, and Mike Portnoy. Their first album is really not progressive at all in the way they arrange the songs. Nope. it's a hard rock album. If you listen to Hot Streak, it's got elements of progginess in there, but it doesn't saturate the song. And I would say this is probably equal to that in that essence of it doesn't saturate the song. It doesn't become like a prog jam. It doesn't become like these elements that completely like are over your head. You will like it, but it's got – I would say, you know what? You know what's a really good way to kind of compare them to? Maybe not musically, but what they're trying to do – very reminiscent reminiscent of what Queensryche did okay Queensryche has some proggy, oh. proggy elements in their music but yeah it would ne- they would never be considered a proggy or progressive band
1: uh, yeah no i think that's a that, that's a that's 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 a really good comparison absolutely
0: so that's where i would that's where i would kind of compare you know maybe even like a little bit of maiden type of stuff too and how maiden Arranges their songs and music and stuff. It's not at that level, but it's there, right, you know. Right, and right. it's it's a fantastic record. Um, man, they really nailed it on that record. I mean, every time I listen to it, I'm just like,
1: man, this is the shit. So, yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a great album. It's a great album for sure.
0: Yeah, they're all great. So. The moral of the story is, ladies and gentlemen, is go listen to this music. A lot of it's new stuff. We mentioned a whole lot of stuff that a lot of you may have not heard of. Go on, give it a chance. Stop being a fuddy-duddy. Stop saying, new music sucks. I haven't listened to anything since
1: 1988.
0: Shut up. Right. <laughs> Stop it.
1: There there you are, know? it drives me insane. There are, there's one or two people that I follow on Twitter that I think follow me, whatever. I, I, I don't know what to do. Um, but every now and then they'll throw out stuff like I really miss the excitement that I used to get when I would hear a young new band that played good music. Like, yeah, what well, yeah, what are you listening? What's to? what's your problem? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> you know? It drives me insane and I used to I used to uh, respond to people and now I'm just like ah oh, fuck it. You you're just you're you're out here to yeah. complain about it, so well, yeah. I'm not gonna, I, I will not engage you. So. You know, um, I mm. uh, no, I was just gonna say, I just realized that I I forgot to mention an album, my, my favorite EP, and and I can't believe I forgot to do it because I I have completely turned into a fanboy on these guys, from the past year. So if, if if you will indulge me two quick minutes, I'd like to mention one other album. Go ahead. It's the static EP from Blacktop Mojo. Uh, it's 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 a really deep EP. It, it, it lyrically gets deep, and honestly, as much as I love the previous four albums from Blacktop Mojo, I feel like this this set of four songs really kind of shows how great a singer Matt James is. Um, it's, uh, I was reading that they, they cut these four songs at the same time as Under the Sun they just, they just held it off as, a, as an EP um, and uh, the, the second track is Watch Me Drown um, it's, Matt James wrote it about a kind of a difficult period in his life where he was struggling with a bunch of stuff and he couldn't he wrote it because he, he couldn't understand why no one else could see him struggling and his vocals and the guitar work that works with his vocals um, is, is, is fantastic. It's, um, it's great writing, great guitar work, and um, I love it. You should go listen to it. And this may sound crazy, because again, I, I've turned into a fanboy on the band, but I, I, I really, at this point, put Matt James up there lyrically with like Jay Buchanan and Miles Kennedy and guys of that ilk. Like, he, I, his vocals are fantastic. And if you listen to this EP, Uh, You'll see like an additional range To it
0: I do need to check it out I have heard a couple songs off of it Um But probably the last Few weeks of June I really got tied up With a lot of different things You know coming out of quarantine Life kind of restarted So I need to kind of revisit Some of the stuff that you're talking about And I look forward to it But yeah Black Mojo I mean I have all their albums I've seen them live Great band Um you know, just uh, one of my favorite newer bands of the last half dozen years to 10 years. Great stuff coming out from those guys and, you know, look forward to more Absolutely. stuff as well. Yeah. Normally... At, anything you're
1: looking forward to any
0: summer? You know, that was, I was just going to mention, normally we talk about what we're looking forward to and I don't know if we can really say because, you know, a lot of stuff is kind of like, I don't know when that's going to come out, you know, whether it's... You know, the the Tuck Smith I know Massive Wagons has their album Coming out on the 17th of July That's one I'm looking forward to listening right. to um, But other than I that I think uh,
1: uh, Tokyo Motor Fist Should have another one it's Kind yeah. of like in another week or two And then right? uh,
0: they, Michael Grant Michael Grant, the old guy from L.A. Guns Has got his stuff coming out too So that's a good t- oh,
1: What looks uh, what, uh The Assassins, right? Yeah, Michael yeah. Grant and The Assassins Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, So
0: there are some stuff But, you know Dorothy was supposed to have a new
1: think, album out. Um, right. I think Jared James Nichols has one coming in August. Yeah, I love I, love I don't know if it's early or late August. Um, but, yeah, who, who knows what's coming out? You know?
0: Who knows? But, you know, some of the stuff we've mentioned, we you know, looking forward to, again, we kind of had a little bit of a phone conversation on this last week or a couple weeks ago. We don't know anything about Greta Van Fleet. There's really been no news about when their release date is. They could be a band that is holding on to their album. Until this is all over But uh, right. You know That's a, a, an album That a lot of people Are anticipating Or waiting for I know Joyous Wolf Recorded the Odyssey Song um, I don't know If they have more material I know You know They were going to Cut an album This year anyway So maybe this That might be a teaser For what's to come I know Dirty Honey Was planning on Going to Australia To record yeah. a new album Obviously those plans Well are now probably-
1: they're, they're gonna They're recording now But working Um, uh, via video with their producer who's still in Australia. They're doing this little web series where they're showing some stuff. So they are recording. Whether it gets released anytime soon, that's that's a whole other thing.
0: All in all, it's going to be exciting. More new music is always a good thing. More new rock music is a great thing. And Chris and I will definitely do another recap best of in October once the next three months conclude. And uh, I, I want to thank Chris for coming on the show once again. He's always a great guest. Look forward to having Chris with the new format and uh, bringing his knowledge, his excitement, his enthusiasm to the show.
1: And we'll bring my, my COVID hair too.
0: Yeah, I got COVID hair I look like a hippie <laughs> right now with my long hair. I got to get a cut. But. <laughs> Thanks, man. Okay, this was fun. Yeah, I appreciate Absolutely. it. Thank you very much. Once again, everybody, that's Chris Corradetti. And we will post our list once this episode is released. Look for it. Well, don't look for it when you're listening to it. It'll be out. But uh, hope everyone is having a great day. A great. Uh, hope we had a great fourth. Hope everyone's doing well, staying safe and staying healthy. Once again, everybody, this is Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. <laughs>